All American Gunslingers presenting Ubaldi Reports. Hey everybody, this is John at Ubaldi Reports, the one web podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether internationally or domestically. And today we're going to talk about, because it's close, we're only days away from Memorial Day observance, and this is kind of special to all three of us, because Joe, Joe Bitts, my other um, co-host on this, served in the Marine Corps for about eight, nine years combat marine who was wounded in iraq i did 30 years in the marines with three combat tours in iraq and afghanistan and then we have ray Krause who served in the marine corps and retired from the marine corps so we all kind of have it kind of resonates with us and as you talk to it i mean most people need to understand memorial day is different from the other veteran holidays and that was which we celebrated just days ago, which was Armed Forces Day, commemorates all those who are currently serving in the Armed Forces of the, of the United States. Veterans Day, which comes in November, signifies to remember all veterans who had served in the military. But Memorial Day is something special. This commemorates and observes all those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for those who served our country. My first foray into combat was in... Afghanistan in 2002, as I flew from Kandahar in southern Afghanistan to um, Bagram Air Force Base, literally three feet from me was the remains of three Americans who were um, killed in a plane crash just days before I arrived. So that was my first foray into Afghanistan, and even in Iraq. I was there and I kept the programs, or the memorial programs, for all the veterans, the Marines and Army and other military personnel who were killed. There was like over 45, 45. Some of them were like six in one day, one ceremony, who lost their lives in Afghanistan. So this kind of means something to me. I remember all my friends that didn't make it back. There was one friend in particular who I served with in Iraq, didn't make it back. Even though my brother didn't die in combat or didn't die in the service of his country, He's buried at the military cemetery outside of Sacramento. So I'm kind of pleased that they do, you know, wreaths across America during the holiday season, and they put a flag at his um, final resting place. So it kind of just, I know I can't be there since I live in, out in Tampa, but it's nice to know that his, his, his final resting place and all veterans are, graves are taking, taking place. Do you think anything? It's just don't you think the recognition of it is a little bit? It's just it's just as important as anything um, when it comes to like memorializing uh, veterans and stuff like that. I just think this holiday is something special. We memorize, we 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 commemorate all these and remember all the veterans who served and you know the veterans who are the the military personnel who are currently serving. But Veterans Day is always something special. Excuse me. Memorial Day is always something special. These are people who gave the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, they gave everything, including their life, for the freedoms that we have. Now, in today's time frame, and I was on a radio show this morning, and I said we're talking about Memorial Day, how we observe it, but... I remember I was on this program a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned that they had a national educational assessment, and they found out that only 13% of eighth graders are proficient in uh, history and civics. So if we don't teach our children the history of the United States, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm -hmm. but 
when people don't even remember the past battles and the significance of those battles, if people remember the miniseries The Pacific, one of the half of it was dealt from a book called The Old Breed at Peleliu in Okinawa by Eugene Sledge. He wrote a diary of his experiences there. Most people don't know what veterans did or what the significance of those battles are. And if we don't understand our own history, how do we move forward? Mm-hmm. And this to me, it's, it's just, all you have to do is, I tell everybody, if you go to Washington, D.C., I had a chance to go through Arlington Cemetery. And then just go to um, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. When the, the, the tomb guards walk back and forth, they do the presentations, they do the relieving of the guard, and just think that there's there's the remains of everybody from World War One all the way through Korea. They had one for Vietnam, but then with the new technology, they were fine, they were able to identify them. Think about what a family member goes through. You lose your your loved one. We're seeing. Recently, they because of technology, they found that they have the remains of those who were killed in the Pearl Harbor attack, and they buried some of the ones that were un, 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 unnamed in this one grave at this memorial um, cemetery outside of, uh, I think it's in um, outside Pearl Harbor. I can't think of exactly where. I think it's called the Punchbolt Cemetery. And I remember you read the article. And I always go down, and they finally have the family members who are still alive, meaning like their cousins or their the grandsons of their of their um, of their uncle's sister or brother. And they're like, it's really poignant because they always heard the story of their uncle or their cousin who died, and they're the only ones remaining who can know that he was. Um, he was finally put to rest, finally brought home. Mm-hmm. And just think about that. You you never know what happened to your loved one or your relative. You just heard the stories, and then you were, the, you were able to be alive knowing that maybe your um, great-grandfather wasn't alive, wasn't able to be there alive when their son came home. And we just need to remember, I mean, America – is going through a cru- crucial period right now where everybody's questioning what it is to be an American or everybody is dismissing the history of the United States. We're not a perfect country. There's no perfect country on the in, this, in the world. But the United States is probably the best country in the world. And my father is a testament to that. He fought in World War II against America. But America embraced him as a new immigrant coming to America, and he became a citizen of this country, and he raised four sons. Three of those sons served in the military, and those three sons, and I'm included, went to war. An older brother who passed, he served in a Grenada in Lebanon with the Navy. Another younger brother was in the Army, served in the Gulf War, and I served in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, But we're also losing that what it means to be a veteran and to memorize these, memorialize these individuals who gave the ultimate sacrifice because very few Americans join the military anymore. We have few politicians who have served. This is the, let's see, the third president in a row who has no military service. 
the last president was George um, W. Bush, who served in the Air National Guard during Vietnam. The last president that had combat experience was George H.W. Bush. So basically, since the end of the Cold War, the only president who had any military experience was um, George W. Bush. So we went like, let's see, Bill Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, now Biden. We went out of five of the last five presidents, only one had military experience. And I'm not sure if that's going to change in the near future. Well, we might. Get, oh, we can't. I don't know. We no. We might have one coming up soon. Well, okay. Well, one, fi- one just filed for. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> what you're mentioning is Governor DeSantis of Florida is running for president. Yeah, he, Navy SEAL, right? No, I don't think he was a SEAL. I think he was in. in a, he has a trident. No, he's got a SEAL trident. Does he? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure he what he did. He might have been like the admin guy, but. <laughs> but anyway, but he served, and he served in a combat zone. So. Yeah. So far, those who have declared for president, nobody's got military experience except Ron DeSantis. So, and then on the Democratic side, obviously Joe Biden's never served, but um, Robert Kennedy Jr. has never served. And obviously the other one is Mary Wilkerson, I think her name is. Obviously she, she hadn't served. So we're seeing fewer and fewer candidates running for president and those being elected who have military service. I think that's going to change. I mean, we do have a few combat veterans in the, con- in Congress. Correct. correct. It's going to eventually make its way to the Senate. So we have Rick Scott. He was in the Navy. He was in the Navy. You have Tom Cotton, who's a senator from, um, from um, Arkansas. He has military service, and he served in combat. I think he was in the infantry. During the, the Iraq wars and stuff. So you you're Dave, starting Dave to Crenshaw too. Dave Crenshaw. But I mean, yeah. those who are who have the chance to run for president, you have it's fewer and fewer. And then you look at I mean, think about take World War Two. World War Two ended in nineteen forty five. And by the time I enlisted in the Marines in nineteen eighty two and went to boot camp on December seventh, nineteen eighty two. The World War II veterans were now hitting mandatory retirement. So when the World War II veterans came back from um, the war and they started going into the civilian workforce, within two years, half of all students at college were veterans. Then the military veterans permeated every phase of American society, from academia to the media to political life, business, even in sports. A lot of the sports players like Yogi Berra, John, Joe DiMaggio, obviously the most prolific one was Ted Williams, fought in two wars, all had served their country in the military. And then as, we, as years go by and they started to retire, and then the Vietnam veterans, they started you know, getting older, but not everybody went to war or not everybody joined the military with the, and during Vietnam. And now, like this war in Iraq and Afghanistan, the war on terror, the only ones who joined the military, since there was no draft, was just those who either served, I mean, excuse me, who chose to join or were in the reserves already were already in the military. So how should people look at uh, Memorial Day? I just think want them to, I mean, I understand you want to spend time with your friends and family and go to the lake or the river or party or do whatever you have barbecues. But just take the time to truly remember that we have the freedoms we have because well over a million Americans died to make sure we have that freedom. Mm-hmm. 
And if you go, there's many cemeteries around the world, like in France, in Italy, North Africa, the Philippines. There are many countries of the world, they're Americans. That's their final resting place because they gave the ultimate sacrifice. I just want people to remember what Memorial Day is and just take the time. It doesn't matter if you favor the conflict or not. Remember, there are individuals who gave that ultimate sacrifice. And there are families that Memorial Day is to remember their father or mother or sister or brother or whoever that they're related to. That's their Memorial Day. That's what they remember. They'll never have their loved one come back. I mean, so I just think we need to kind of we need to honor their sacrifice. I mean, it, to, to give something of yourself for other people. I mean, we have the freest, we're the freest country in the world. I mean, as much as people complain, I don't see boatloads of people going the other direction. I see millions trying to get here. So I just want people to remember, to honor those veterans who, who gave that ultimate sacrifice. I know over 45 in just seven months who died giving us that ultimate freedom. I remember, you know, it's not the greatest time when you go to a memorial and you have six six um um, commemoration or memorial services and some of these were as young as 18 some had fought were fathers they're never going to be able to see their children i just want them to remember that stuff just tr- what about the ones that maybe succumb to their own demons after coming back from the war and we also should remember those i know a few of them i know a few marines who succumbed after the war that just demons tore them up and I still remember, and I know we it's a memory to memorialize those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, but I remember those veterans who, who died after the conflict, the demons tore them up. Or like my older brother, he didn't die in combat. He served his country, did about eight, nine years in the Navy, and he passed away through an accident. So I remember him on this Memorial Day. I look back at, I have a picture of his grave marker with the flag next to it. So I remember him, and I remember all my other friends who passed away that over the years. Some of my friends were older. I just had, we had a female sergeant who was in her 40s. She had some health issues. She just passed away. She served her country in Iraq. I had a, uh, a SAR major. He retired. He died of a heart attack in Arizona. I remember him. I remember another Marine who had mental health issues. He passed away. I, I kind of always remember him. So it's to me it's it expands beyond that it expands to those veterans who gave that ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. So you know as we can do as we look on uh to this weekend, you know, just kind of take a minute and think about uh those people that uh gave you the ultimate sacrifice so that you could enjoy your long weekend. And I think you know that's the least we could ask for. No, I agree. I and- mean that is the least we can ask for. Or better yet, also like um, I was talking with your wife while you came in here into the studio, and she said, I, I wish people remember um, the true meaning. And she said, your children, I know your daughter, your eldest daughter, studied history, and she te- now teaches it. Mm-hmm. But she said your youngest daughter, who's what, seven? Yep. She knows history. She knows the, the rankings of the presidents. Your son is into history. 
your wife's into history. It's just to kind of teach the history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but teach the American history. So that's the way to honor the veterans who gave their life is to teach history, to remember them, to understand what had happened. And that's just the least we can do. But we're not doing that well when only 13% of eighth graders know anything about American history or civics. And I bet you even adults, if they had to take the citizenship test, they would fail it because most Americans, and that even goes to our elected officials, they're pushing things they don't know American history or the Constitution, and that's a sad state of affairs today. Yep. Yep. All right, gentlemen, was just, why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can get a hold of you. You can get a hold of us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can check us out on all the streaming sites. And Ubaldi Reports is spelled U-B-A-L-D-I Reports, R-E-P-O-R-T-S. We're at all the streaming sites. Check us out on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, TikTok, obviously. So check us out. And, again, remember and observe Memorial Day for what it is and just truly honor those who gave that ultimate sacrifice.